This is Live Well Talk on Benefits of Exercise. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UniPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. New Year's resolutions have been established and will probably be broken, but one of the common New Year's resolutions people make is to uh, start an exercise program, uh, but often that gets put on the back burner, even though it's important for their health. And joining me today to discuss the benefits of exercise, how to maintain a routine, and more is Jason Wagner, Cardiac Rehabilitation Specialist with St. Luke's Cardiac Rehab. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Dr. Arnold. And I apologize. I thought we'd done one before. No, we haven't. This is yeah. my first one. All right. So I'm well, excited to be here, though. I've well, always thought it'd be neat to do that. Hopefully, you'll do a good job and we'll have you come back. Okay, so, I'll so try If you never best. get invited back, you'll know what sort uh, of job That'll be an indication of my performance, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you don't have to be a CrossFit nut, join the CrossFit cult uh, it, to, to get a benefit of exercise. You know, so what what is the importance of exercise for the everyday people? And then let's talk about some basic exercises they can do in their home. Sure. And you're right about that. And that's a message that gets lost. There's so many misconceptions about exercise. And one of them is that I have to be in this fantastic shape and look like all the people on the magazines and go join someplace and be around people to make me uncomfortable and all that type of thing. And that is so far from the truth. I had a professor when I was in college used to say, you don't have to be in really good shape. You just have to not be in really bad shape in order to improve your health. And it's a message that, you know, we try to get across to our patients. Also, it's a message that you you have to you know, kind of quantify a little bit, otherwise people can run with that and think that they don't have to do anything either. But, but you're right, when it comes to exercise, it's just doing something. People get hung up on being perfect about how much they do and how hard they work and all that type of thing. And it, it doesn't have to be the case. I mean, we just have to move a little bit. Uh, there's a new saying out there that sitting is the new smoking. I mean, we live in a society where for a lot of jobs, we're on our rear ends a whole lot and you know that's unavoidable sometimes but we have to find ways to shake that up a little bit even if it's just going for little walks during the day when you have a break here and there making those breaks and taking the time to do that uh you know i tell patients that sitting is the new smoking but also once you inhale the cigarette the the cascade of damage has started and you can't yeah. stop it mm -hmm. uh you sit for a while you can change that you can yes. get up Absolutely, you, you know, can. So, yep. so there is a, there is a solution to that that's probably easier than quitting smoking. Unfortunately, um, I don't want to see people invest in equipment uh, or um, expensive gym memberships. Um, people do it with the best intentions, but you know there'll be a lot of treadmills for sale mm -hmm. in March. Um, so, what are some things that just an average person can do to stay healthy, get some benefit of moving, uh, but not have to take out a gym membership or buy expensive machinery. Yeah, simply, and there's nothing exciting about this. And I'll tell people this, we'll tell people this at work all the time. And they'll look at us like we're kind of crazy. Like, does that really work? Is that really worth my time? But if you're at home in the evening, you know, when you're getting supper ready, put stuff down for a second, make some laps around the house, finish what you're doing, make some laps around the house. When you're sitting watching TV, the commercials come on, make some laps around the house, go up and down your stairs if you have them and if you're capable and everything else, just because you can. I don't have to go downstairs to get anything, but I'm gonna go down there and back and forth a couple of times just to get that done. If the weather's nice, I mean, that's assuming that the weather's not great, which it normally isn't this time of year in Iowa, the weather's nice, 
go for a, a, a little walk. You, you know, you don't have to do the exercise all at once if it fits your schedule or your capabilities better to I'm going to walk outside for five minutes and come inside and rest or do some things and then go later on, go for another five minute walk and try to accumulate that. That's enough. And even if you don't get to, I mean, the, the uh, the standard def, uh, generally is trying to get 150 minutes of aerobic exercise, so walking or riding a stationary bike, anything continuously moving, 150 minutes a week. Um, if you don't get that 150 minutes a week, whatever you get is better than nothing, as long as you're up moving around a little bit. So simple things like that really can do the trick. Again, it doesn't get us in marvelous shape. Uh, but it's absolutely going to start to improve our health. And then the only other thing I would say in addition to that is doing a little, some strength training exercises, which you don't have to go buy machines or barbells or even dumbbells if you don't want to. Uh, we remind our patients all the time, a gallon jug full of water is about eight and a half pounds. If even eight and a half pounds is too much for you, pour half of it off, but you can go to Walmart and for $1.76, you can walk out of there with two gallons of distilled water. They're made to order dumbbells, really, they got a handle and everything. You can, since, since I can't really show anybody exercises on a podcast, you can easily Google simple home strength training exercises. You'll get a flood of answers. You can do them sitting or standing in your living room while you watch TV, doing five to 10 minutes of that a couple days a week adds different benefits than the aerobic exercise does, but they're benefits that you still need when it comes to strengthening our muscles. So simple little things, just adding activity during your day can can be enough. The more you do, the better, but that can be enough to really affect I, your health. I used to tell patients, uh, well, I still tell patients if I'm in conversation about it, uh, for, for one month, just try to park as far away from a building as you can. That's another great idea. Provided the weather is nice. You know, yep. So you go to Target, park clear out by Blair's Ferry Road, and walk in. Yep. Don't try to get as close as you can. Exactly. You know? Things like that. Accumulating steps. You know, um, you don't have to pedometer or anything like that if you don't want to. But the more steps you can get in, however you do that, you know, the better off you are. I knew I knew um, a girl when I was uh, a friend from home who she used to when she was brushing her teeth, she would, you know, march in place while she was doing that just because she, you know, as one of the ways to get more steps in during the day, which I know seems kind of silly. It sounds silly to people, but but it works. Um, I'm reminded of a study I read, not that I'm some guy that reads lots of studies, but uh, preparing for a talk I did a while back about the importance of activity. And this study was done in Great Britain, and they, they uh, followed people who worked for the bus lines, those big red double-decker buses, and they followed the conductors who stood almost all day long and the drivers who sat almost all day long. And they followed them over time and all things being equal, and I don't know what they corrected for necessarily, I don't remember, but the conductors by and large had far better health going forward just because they were standing. They weren't running, they weren't even walking, they were just standing as opposed to the drivers who died young in much greater numbers than the conductors. Again, all things being equal. So that tells you right there, just by you know a little bit of activity, it can improve our health. Well, we kind of kid around um, that, you know, the couch potato is easy to take care of as a patient because they'll say, well, I'm just as active at 75 as I was at 55. Mm. I'm like, mm, yeah, you yeah. were just sitting around, you know, yeah. where the farmer that was active their whole life and then they get in their 80s and they can't 
bale hay anymore. They're just devastating. Right, right. Yeah. They're hard to take care of because, you know, they, Doc, I want to get back to what I was doing at, you know, last harvest. Yep. I'm, you know, just that's not how age works. No, you know? it doesn't. You can't slow those guys no, down. No, no. And they get really frustrated. They when do. They, when that happens. Oh, we see it all the time, yeah. too. You know, that's that double end of the spectrum, you know. And, and it's funny is... Um, Working with patients in the hospital after they've had valve replacement or bypass surgery, those tend to be the patients that need the greatest help getting back, you know, at least in the short term. And I, I've worked with patients who have been in their 40s and had the surgery and have spent the previous 40 plus years doing nothing at all. And they are, they can be a tremendous amount of work to help them recover from what they're doing. And then I remember very clearly a 93 year old patient who, female who had bypass surgery. I was going to see her for the first time. I went down there with a walker and a gate belt and expected to really need to help her in, you know, a lot of ways. And I got into her room. She already, she had her robe on and had already been walking the halls on her own and come to find out she had spent her whole life. She grew up on a farm, of course, and then was active and made sure to maintain that activity and walked every day and, and whatnot. And just you know, genetics, of course, we know play a part yeah, in that. We can't avoid some of that, but that's not all genetics. I mean, to be 93 years old and to be out walking before cardiac rehab or physical therapy even gets to you, that's a testament to, to what it takes. And she wasn't, Again, she wasn't in just fantastic shape. She wasn't going to, you know, sprint a mile or anything like that, but she could move and she could do what she wanted to do. And and uh, that's the other thing, not only our health and our longevity, which are, you know, I think most people are very interested in, but your quality of life for however, whatever time you have on earth. I mean, do you want to live in your own home? Do you want to take care of yourself and what needs to be taken care of? Or do you want to be dependent on other people and maybe in a nursing home or something like that. And not that exercise is the only difference there, but it can make a significant difference. And if you want to have some control over what happens to you, then doing that exercise can give you some of that control, really. Yeah, I think most patients, particularly when you talk about like uh, anticoagulation, thinning their blood for strokes, mm -hmm. they'd much rather run the risk of bleeding to death than having half a stroke. Ooh, yeah. And being dependent, their family dependent on their family or a burden of the correct. Family. Yeah, I mean, almost ninety nine point nine percent of yeah. patients feel that way. So it's a very common feeling. It's interesting. The doctors from the East Coast, they're like always amazed that we have like these ninety five year olds. And I, I have a ninety seven year old in the hospital right now. Guy lives alone. You know, still does yard yeah. work. Yeah, uh, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the Midwest, baby. Yeah, you, you know, bet. I mean, we're tough out here. You bet. You know? The work ethic and everything else. Yeah. That farm work ethic still has, thankfully, has not entirely worked its way out yeah. of our society. Yeah. Even though we're not really, I guess, a farming society anymore. I mean, it's still present here, and that work ethic is is very much there. And if um, you know, if you stick with that and you you know maintain that, it just the, the benefits and emotionally too. I mean being able to move and to exercise. I mean, the, all the studies that show the tremendous, the, I mean, the really strong link between being in physical shape and, and doing something about it to maintain that physical shape and then the reduction in dementia and the chances of Alzheimer's and things like that. I mean, um, I think that's something everybody also is very interested in maintaining that type of health. I mean, it's it's one thing to live to be 100. It's a completely different thing for the last 20 years not to know who you are or who your family is Absolutely. or that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's get, not... It gets to be just actually I was taking care of a patient this weekend um, that was 95, still lived alone. And we had a long talk about that, how like she still does things. And, 
you know, and if she, that it would change, she wouldn't want to be alive. She right. still has friends and activities, yeah. and, you know, and it, she was impressive. Yeah, that, that is impressive when you run into people like that. It's yeah. very impressive. It's something to shoot for. And I hope and pray that I can say the same thing yeah, at someday. some point in my life. When you're young and people say, take care of your health, older people, mm -hmm. you know, it, it sounds kind of silly till you get older. Right. You're like, hmm, that was good advice. Yep. Too bad I didn't follow it. Yeah. You know? Because you lay the groundwork early. Yeah. You lay, and, and I mean, we all know I mean, that um, there's always something you can do about it. But to to what degree does do things improve after a certain point? Now, I mean, in cardiac rehab, that's our world. I mean, secondary prevention. Okay, you had this happen, and maybe you didn't do such a great job of doing what you should, ha should have, you know, with diet and exercise and not smoking or whatever up until this point. But... You change what you're doing now, and it absolutely reduces your risk going forward, improves your chances of being healthy and being able to maintain that independence and everything else. So like we tell people, it's never too late to start because we hear that once in a while. Less now, it seems like, than when I first started in cardiac rehab. Well, I'm not going to do that because I'm 75 years old. It's not going to help me. That is completely untrue. I mean, that is, and again, studies that, I mean, I don't read every study, but I've certainly read studies of patients or uh They've used patients in their 70s, 80s, 90s doing aerobic exercise, strength training, and watched, observed tremendous improvements in their health and well-being and everything else. I mean, were they like they were when they were 35? Well, no, obviously not. That's never going to happen. But get out of it what you can, and it's never too late I, to try. I think, I think, you know, you see it too that like the hip fracture that comes in, yeah. if the person's in relatively good shape, uh, they do really well postoperatively. If they're not condition at all they do they they struggle yeah you're it's you don't you don't have anything to draw on to 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 start that recovery i mean you are starting from not only square one but square you know, negative five if you want to think of it that way there's just nothing there to base that you know to start that recovery on whereas if you have that baseline strength endurance and it doesn't have to be fantastic again but that's at least a foundation to build from without I, I also tell patients that you know it, Yes, a lot of us are overweight and it's, you know, and that's fine. That's your choice. But you don't want to go into your 70s obese. Right. It, those patients struggle. Yeah. Um, start to lose muscle mass, the coordination, the antalgic gait, they're more likely to fall. It just, it, it's, it, it you, you can see a 40 year old that's overweight, but pretty darn healthy. You know? Yeah. We know them. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, but you seldom do you see a 75 year old that's overweight that's healthy no and it's it's hard to that gets hard to change yeah. not that it can't happen but i mean um it, it's just it's hard to start losing that i think all all of us who are over 50 know that it's gets tougher to do i mean i i certainly can't exercise like i used to although i maintain my routine i don't uh i can't eat the way i used to no there is absolutely no way. I mean, there used to be a time where I exercise enough and this and that, so I don't have to be too cautious about it. I would be, but I wouldn't. Uh, and you can't do that. I mean, if you want to, you just can't. Now, it doesn't mean you can't eat things you don't you enjoy ever again, but you can't do that to the degree. And so when you're 70, you've got those extra pounds that you need to get rid of. It's, it's tough, too, because you can't exercise at the level that you should be able to to get rid of it. The dietary changes can be very, very difficult. I mean, Absolutely. it just um, it becomes harder and harder. So it's good to take care of that ahead of time. And we've done can. other podcasts. It's hard to eat healthy. It is uh, hard in this healthy. society. It's it really very is. hard. There's nobody out there helping you. No. I mean, drive up and down First Avenue and look at the restaurants that are there. 
And I've been just, I live in Anamosa, so I have to go down First Avenue. I've been just as guilty as anybody else. It's really easy, especially on a Friday night when my wife and kids I know aren't going to be home. I'm on my own to swing into McDonald's or wherever and grab something. And the temptation is there. It's uh, the commercials on TV, everything else. Just what's in the grocery store, it's hard. And it all tastes good, too. So you don't want to not have it. And, and you know, the worst place to eat healthy or the most difficult place to eat healthy is the hospital. Uh, you know, there's no, especially yeah. this time of year, the yeah. holidays. Are yeah. just, you know. Absolutely. You bet. I yeah. mean, it's tough. So. so in summary, you don't have to train for SEAL Team 6. No. You need about 150 minutes of just mo- motion a week. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. That's the best. I mean, it, or that, that will do it. If you can find a way to squeeze in. 150 minutes of brisk walking. I'm breathing harder. I can still talk and nothing hurts. And get that if you have to chunk it out in five or 10 minute sessions, great. You know, um, that's not possible. Yes, being active around your house, making the laps at a brisk pace, going up and down the stairs, adding in some some simple strength training exercises a few days a week with those water jugs or whatever you have, that little bit can make make a big difference. Um, the thing is that we always remind people of, and people get hung up with this, this side of things too, if I can't get that 150 minutes this week, then I'll just skip it because it's not worth my time. I'll get at it again next week. And the next week's busy. Well, I'll skip next week too, and just not doing it. Don't fall into that trap. Anything you do is better than nothing. Well, here's my comeback to that one: patience. And we're all guilty of this. But if you drop your cell phone, you don't jump them to down on it. You pick it back up. <laughs> so correct. if you miss Monday's workout, just pick it up Tuesday. That's right, dude. Yeah, 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 just do it. Or, or, or the diet. You know, I fell off my oh, diet yeah. this morning. Well, I might as well just eat cookies at lunch. Then you know, exactly. You I can't. Mean, yeah, you can't, you don't want to fall into that trap. You just, you keep trying, you keep trying, you keep fighting the good fight and uh, you do the best you can. Nobody's perfect. I mean, and that's not required. And that's the other thing we really try to push with that message. Yeah, it's not absolutely. required to be perfect. So patients could, listeners could listen to this award-winning podcast, live well, <laughs> live well talk uh, each day, walk on the treadmill and sure. at the end of the year be fit. Yeah, be in a lot better shape than you were if you did. As well as well informed about topics in healthcare. Absolutely, they'll yes. be much more intelligent. There's, there's uh, a yes, prepared there's a, for life in many ways. There's a yeah, absolutely. I can't go wrong. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I honestly. don't really don't. There's no reason not to. Uh, Jason, thank you for joining me and sharing this advice with our listeners. Once again, this was Jason Wagner, cardiac rehabilitation specialist with St. Luke's Cardiac Rehab. To learn more about cardiac rehab and all services offered at Unity Point Health. Cedar Rapids, visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.